you are conditioned by your environment mm, and no matter where you are man mm-hmm. like it is something that it took a lot of mental strength for me to to keep my head as, as straight as I could mm. um, because I essentially had everything stripped I think that your story and what you that story of being in jail is a perfect kind of metaphor or a perfect kind of analogy for everyday people that are struggling with that when they feel that they're stuck in a place where there's no escape there's constant bad influences there's constant kind of overwhelmingness of your situation to be able to prioritize the clarity of mind and prioritize your ability to keep your mental health in check was the game changer Mm -hmm. and continues to be the game changer in every aspect. Because like I said, you could have easily fell victim. Mm, You could have easily been like, you know what? Fuck it, bro. Like I'm here. Like I'm just going to follow the trend. Definitely. And, and you know you are conditioned by your environment and no matter where you are man Mm -hmm. like it is something that it took a lot of mental strength for me to to keep my head as as straight as i could Mm. um because i essentially had everything stripped Yeah. yeah i had my job so i had no financial income i had um you know family taken away friends i couldn't access um you know, you know, clothes, man. Like, yeah. Clothes, you Just know, the like, yeah, <laughs> everything, bro. In the yeah. Greens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, it was for me having to start from scratch again. So, yeah. of course, man, I heard stories and people coming, you know, approaching me about. Uh, I try to keep very mindful about who I associated with and spoke to. Yes, especially about personal stuff. So, for a lot of the time in there people knew me as a personal trainer or you know whatnot i never told too many people that i was a bookie because of what it could open up yeah um anything to do with money you know and that kind of stuff is can be you know you can be manipulated or you can be um forced to do something that you you don't want to do yeah People get wind of that kind of stuff, man. It, it can open up some bad situations. So, uh, yeah, for the most part, you know, I just tried to associate with people that I felt I could trust. Mm. But, yeah, as I said, it was it was took a lot of mental strength, man. And I think, you know, right now I'm just so fortunate, the fact that, I did all those things that helped me. And this is what the biggest lesson from this virus, what it's what yeah. it's teaching people is, you know, we need to all slow down, you know, mm-hmm. we need to take a moment to pause mm-hmm. and we need to do the inner work. We need to just do some self-reflection. Yeah. We right now are finding, you know, the NRL has been suspended, the AFL, a lot of things that, I mean, I love, but they're distractions as well. You know, socializing is a distraction. Huge. You know, you know, going out to the pub, getting on the piss all the time and stuff Mm. like that, man. Getting on drugs, you feel anxious for a week. You know, Mm. like these are things that halt our 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 human progress. You know, and evolution. So, 
right now, so what happened to me in prison was, te- you know, all of that was removed yeah. out of my life. So I had that 18-month opportunity to completely dive deep and bring out all this shit yeah. You know, yeah. that I had in me. I think, you know, when I got out, that period, there was a night about, let's say, six to nine month period that I, I kind of felt like was a test each time I went out and, you know, got on the piss or, you know, each time I um, felt into an old, fell into an old habit or something. It was so testing that time because I was still going through this whole you know, reintegration back into the community. Mm. Yeah. And all the boys, all they want to do is get on the piss, you know, yeah. just like take you out for a drink. So it took me catching up for like with everyone that I hadn't seen for so long. It took me that long to, to kind of, you know, see everyone and catch up with everyone. And you're talking about many different circles that were, you know, that's their first instinct. It's me. Let's go for a drink. Yeah. You know, it's not the best thing for me because I haven't touched it for so long. Yeah. And that's a lot of the times where I had to say no or, um, you know, respectfully, obviously decline to, to have, you know, constantly too many big There were some, but there yeah. were, you know, there were times where, you know, I just knew that, you know, it just wasn't the best um, situation for me to be in. So that's a constant battle for me. Yeah. Every, you know, that, that's the kind of thing where you've just got to be headstrong enough to, to say no, what's for your highest good yeah. and know what's for your highest good. So I, um, you know, and, and look, even to this, like I'm only a few years out of prison now and, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely blessed and grateful for where I am. Mm. But yeah, it's as, you know, mental health is, is a constant thing that we yeah. just need to always be mindful of. And when we feel like we're slipping or, you know, we need to give, give ourselves back some of that mm. time, that self-love, that reflection. And and I guess, you know, it's that that old saying goes, you know, like when you you can't kind of, in, especially in the field I'm in now, you, I can't be doing what I'm doing with a cup half full. Mm. You know, I need to exactly. make sure I'm always, you know, filling my cup up. Yeah. And, you know, for me that's, you know, constantly practice you know, being consistent with meditation, just yeah. staying on top of physical health yeah. and yeah, taking time to talk to people. I mean, it's the yeah. biggest thing, yeah. you know, just getting some stuff, not internalizing it, getting it off the chest and getting it out and just verbalizing it. It doesn't have to be to someone writing it out, you know, yeah. your, your emotions, your feelings, you don't have to keep it, burn it if you want to release yeah. it. Yeah. It's just constantly filtering things out, you know? Yeah. And yeah, like last year was probably, as I was saying earlier in the podcast, one of the hardest years. Uh, I've been out a few years now, but probably the hardest year because um, of how much I took on and how much, you know, how overwhelmed I got to the point where things started to break down yeah. in my life. So, mm. you know, start of this year, I've just really made a conscious effort to be, you know, giving myself that time to, you know, fill my cup up and make all, you know, conscious choices of, of how my energy levels are going to be throughout the day. So, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Love that. 
That's really sick, man. I think the, the really important part is setting that like non-negotiables first off, because a lot of mm. the time, especially high performance, people that like to perform and never be like, I can take on everything. It's yeah. setting that time to actually yourself and using that as in like, this is a, this is part of me being like an entrepreneur, high performer, giving myself that space and that time to just reflect, be myself, yeah. understand what's going on. Because that's how you're going to perform better the next day anyway. For sure. It's all about that. And yeah. I think that that's so important. It's, mm. a, it's a clear example from your story that, you know, taking that moment to take a step back, reflect, do that inner work and then go back the next day and smash it is, is huge. 100%. And look, I've had some, you know, Hot, like rocky roads mm -hmm. i would say you know little speed bumps and, and whatnot since but you know a few health scares and stuff as well so like i'm always trying to be mindful of yeah my health yeah. as well and i guess i'll go into a little bit of what happened last year and you know i opened up the cure um almost 12 months ago um Hopefully, mate, two months. I don't know, we might get shut down. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. But, um, yeah, and, you know, that in itself, you know, was was a huge um, project, you know, mm. and it was just, it took a lot of energy, you know, to, mm. to set this, establish this and, and, you know, to really drive it out in the early, early stages. Um, and then, you know, from that, I was you know using this as the platform to to get into other things so i linked up with with a guy uh and he ended up he sorry he started a a free group meditation circle for anyone all inclusive mm -hmm. to come down to the beach and just do 20 minutes of meditation every saturday morning mm -hmm. And I connected with him and I just loved that idea, you know, like yeah. I had just started this and I was like, you know, here's my chance to start, you know, impacting my community. You know, yeah. we're already starting to drive this, this name and, and get the brand out there. And I ended up having to go, I went to his session and yeah, we kind of hit it off with, um, and you know, I had a meeting down here and we, we, you know, ended up landing, uh, Wanda beach and go through all the necessary, you know, requirements with council and the surf club to just have the, the group be like, for the people in that community able to come down and do the, the meditation. So yeah. that there was, you know, was one thing. And I, I guess, you know, for me, I enjoy running meditations, but what it does open up is very much, you know, that whole sense of people coming to talk to you mm. about their problems and <laughs> about mental health and, um, I'm all about it, but in some cases, you know, it became very hard to to maintain and, and give advice on everything. Yeah. I wasn't fully, you know, qualified to do. Yeah. I tried to, to help as, as much, you know, as possible, but I'm not a psychiatrist or a counsellor mm. or a psychologist, sorry. So um, essentially there were some really heavy things that were starting to come my way, you know, in terms of, you know, you know, brink of suicide type of conversations. Mm. And, you know, mental health became such a mainstream topic last year. Mm. I feel that, you know, it was, it was very heightened, you know, in people's minds. Yeah. And I'm so happy people did, you know, people were really turning a corner and opening up and expressing their emotions and verbalizing them. But, 
for me, I didn't have the barriers put up, you know, to be able to deflect, you know, the information I was being, you know, given. Yeah. You know, I was trying to help the best I could, but some cases were very, very deep. Mm. And I have been through a lot of trauma. So then that was bringing up my own trauma as well. Yeah. Some of the stuff that I hadn't properly dealt with. Yeah. Now, you know, that on top of, you know, a few other things, like I just met this amazing girl and, you know, had a, um, you know, just started a relationship with her. And, uh, you know, a lot of the times that was so, I was putting too much pressure on myself and I was kind of acting, you know, in ways that I shouldn't have been acting in terms mm. of, you know, um, just, you know, a couple of decisions that, you know, was in the end probably stupid choices to make. Um, nothing too crazy or anything, but yeah. just, you know, just look back now and I just feel like it changed me a bit, you know, mm. and um, I guess, you know, that adding a lot of pressure on myself to, for someone else, um, I lost myself, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, that, that actually unfortunately ended um, just towards the end of last year. Um and I look back at it now as just, you know, something that it wasn't as if I, I sit here and say I could have done better. I know, of course I could have, yeah. but it was it was just the fact that, you know, I had so much going on yeah. in my life. Yeah. And it was just yeah, it was just an unfortunate timing, timeline in my life that didn't didn't, you know, end up working out. So and there was a lot of miscommunication and stuff as well. So I guess, you know, those things combined um, and as well as attaching myself to so many events, man. Like I, was, yeah. uh, <laughs> I had so many things I was trying to do and accomplish. Like I started running ice baths and breath work and, um, you know, connecting with other, you know, community-based um, groups and, and organisations and, and running sessions with them and, Man, I just wanted to do everything, yeah. but I just burnt out. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I met these guys and they're absolute legends, but uh, you know, one of them actually came down to one of the group meditation sessions I had and he was like, mate, I'm really, I'm really interested and keen to replicate something. And anyway, I ended up launching a community group called Runda and man it is flying at the moment these boys get that much traction and they've got a lot of you know they're doing awesome things hopefully this virus doesn't slow it down yeah. probably inevitable but um man yeah so much credit for these boys so I uh, linked up with them to do you know a couple of different um collaborations between meditation or the QR or whatever so there was one actual um a group event I did with them at Centennial Park and I was at my missus at the time that the night before anyway all night my heart was just racing going a hundred miles an hour and vibrating mm -hmm. out of my chest man literally all night yeah. and I was having a lot of heart palpitations everything and I in the morning she rolled over she felt my chest and her hands like going crazy like moving mm -hmm. to the vibration of my chest and i was like, like thinking to myself do i cancel going in or it's just me man i'm too stubborn like yeah, i don't yeah, want to let yeah. people down so i ended up going to the event 
Anyway, I was like, checking out, it was like raining outside, I was like, surely it won't be on. Pause, <laughs> 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 yeah, stopped raining. But um, <laughs> I ended up doing it and I got halfway through, you know, talking about, you know, similar to topics. And I literally, I got through it the first half and man, I, I they had to, you know, they dropped everyone into meditation and, um, I ended up like going over to one of, the, one of the boys who was there and he was a physio and I was like, man, I'm not well, eh? I've got a serious something wrong with me right now. And he's like, you know, you've got to go, got to go get checked out, you know? And I went, no, no, I'll do it after the talk. <laughs> so yeah. I ended up doing the second part of the talk. Oh, yeah. yeah, but, um, yeah. and literally as soon as I dropped the mic, went to hospital, man, and oh, had to get, you know, the GP to look over just to see what was going on. Anyway, it was from stress. Like, I had seriously burnt myself out and my physical health now was, you know, suffering. Yeah. So that was a massive wake-up call, man. And, um, you know, I should have listened then to my body. Mm -hmm. And I still, like, I had, like, a few days of, you know, self-rest, whatever, like, forced rest. (laughs) But man, just like, just went straight back into it, like after that. And that's kind of when the relationship stuff all started to break down as well. And yeah, like, you know, that saying is again, man, everything, there's always underlying reason behind things, why they happen. But, you know, that was a massive wake up call, you know, to, man, you're doing great things, you know, you're helping people in the community, but you're not helping yourself now. And you're, you're not going to be able to give the appropriate and proper messages and, you know, delivery, mm. um, again, if your cup's half full, you know. Yes. And I've, right now, like, I'm still doing a bit, but I'm not at the point where I'm, you know, completely exhausted and I'm, I'm kind of balancing more things out. So I'll, you know, I think, like, back into the year, I was doing, like, three or four talks a week, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. mental health talks. And, uh, man, it, it's, yeah, thanks. Yeah. It's, you know, for me, I'm feeling amazing. So much better. I've got a lot more, I get a lot more productivity, mm-hmm. you know, and my delivery is a lot better yeah. because, man, I'm, I'm just finding that balance, you know. Mm-hmm. If I've got to do a mental health talk, I'll do one in that week, you know, or if I'm doing a podcast, I'll do one or, you know, or I'll really space them out, you know, and I'll have other things, you know, I'll try and maneuver and and manage my, you know, my schedule so that, you know, if let's say I've got an event on a Saturday, then, you know, the next, I won't book anything in for a few days, you know, post that. Instead, I was like, hey, 24 hours, man, <laughs> like, yeah. ripping in. Anyone that see my Instagram or whatever knows me just knows how hard I've been, you know, burning the candle. Yeah. So I probably didn't let that publicly be known that I was kind of burned out, but people saw it. Don't worry, yeah. man. People were, like, checking in on me to see how it's doing. You know, I think, like, my brother, God bless him, like, my, I live with him and he's always, he was always the same. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, just take a step back. Just one day off, man. Yeah. <laughs> one day off. It's so crazy. Can you do it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, take one day off. Oh, no way. What the yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. 
And I think that's so like important. And so I wanted to ask, like, how do you? I think there's one thing about like you know space and the schedule not take on so much. But I know that for myself, and I think Benny as well, was that when we were in a position, we were taking on so much. We were so like, I want to just put my feet in everywhere. I just want to do everything. And even when I gave myself the opportunity to not take on as much, my mind was still always racing and thinking about opportunities or other tasks that I need to do. Have you yeah. put in any practices or anything in place to stop you from just like really just living in the moment and not thinking about all the other stuff that you need to do? Have you put any practices in place to help with that? Yeah, well, I guess this is this is where what my meditation practice teach more than mm. anything. You know, it's just being learning how to be present and not looking into the future because you know and this can be related to now as well like we can't look past tomorrow each day now that the coronavirus is changing people's words well, changing government enforced rules it's you know so how can we look at six months down the track man like we need to mm-hmm. focus on every moment yeah. and that's what shapes our future yeah. so that's always the perspective i have is whatever i'm doing now is going to shape what's happening you know, in the next day, two days, three months, a year. So it's an absolute, like, it is a complete, you know, misinterpretation or it's a, it's a fallacy, let's say, to think, you know, that we need to be looking down the stretch too far. Mm. We've got to be, we need to have goals and we need to set, uh, you know, intentions for, for where we want to be and where we want to go. But... We can't live that way, yeah. you know, like we've got to, because things just continually change, evolve and adapt, you know, yeah. to circumstances and situations like we're in now. Like, you know, I, I guess with everything that's going on in the world right now, everyone's goals have changed. Like yeah. everyone would be in a position now where there's just so much uncertainty that we can't see where we're going to be in six months and 12 months time. Mm-hmm. So we need to set us uh, like when setting goals, I'd just be setting in one day at a time, literally, you know, having an idea or a perception of, of where you want to be, where you want to get to, mm-hmm. but everything else just needs to be in the moment, as you said. Yeah. You know, that's it. <laughs> it's like being aware of the future but not living for it exactly yeah. that's such a good saying yeah copyright hashtag I want to ask you a question yeah, actually go for it alright so I'm taking over <laughs> your your host Tommy Kerr uh, Tommy Kerr 17 on Instagram <laughs> but um I've got a question for the boys and that's you know Obviously, we're going through a very, very challenging and difficult time now, but where do you see this going? Like, how, how do you see this unfolding? Um, I think there's going to be huge consequences and possibly consequences for different people. Yeah. Obviously, there's going to be massive financial ramifications for many, for many people. I think businesses are going to be forced to pivot and adjust. I think that our individuals are going to be put into a place where they're exposed and vulnerable um, alongside of people really having to be forced to prioritize what's important to them mm-hmm. um, so I'm, I'm really I'm really really interested to see how this kind of unfolds in terms of how big it gets and how bad it may get yeah. but also the response as individuals get to you know, mm-hmm. Nick what opportunities do you see 
that this could present. Like, for instance, for me, mm-hmm. randomly, I've enjoyed working from home with, all, with my parents there. Yeah. I thought they would drive me insane. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, love that. I, love that. I yeah. thought I would be running by my, you know what? It's worth the risk. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great question. I think there's a, there's a lot of opportunities in this situation because I think a lot of people now are forced to self-isolate. Mm. They're forced to be within themselves and actually think about what's going on. And I think yeah. that's that self-awareness piece that it kind of presents. So people are now going to be able to understand what's important, what they enjoy. They're going to be forced to make really hard decisions as a result of what's going on, which is yes. going to allow people to be like, okay, what's actually important here? Yeah. And I think that once we come from this, once we overcome this, people are going to have a, a real good sense of what's truly important yeah. and the direction that they want to go. So I think that the economy now as a result is going to present itself in a way that it's never presented before because individuals are going to start acting on things like ambitions or yeah. business goals or you know family priorities. Family priorities. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, mm-hmm. 100%, yeah. and I think most importantly, that I think people's mental health are going to really um, not be impacted. I think a lot of people are going to actually see themselves improve in terms of their mental health. Because right now, no, because right now we're in the sense of us being very fear and, um, and scared. It's right now. Yeah, that's an interesting take. Yeah, I want to chime in on that. I, I mm. feel that has the potential. Mm. We have the potential to, to fall that down, down, go down that path. But I still think we need to be pushing out more than ever. Oh, so much positivity and positive messages for yes. people. You boys continuing, you know, delivering messages like this, being mm-hmm. the mental health advocates that you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I guess that we need to be giving out people more, I guess, information and, mm-hmm. and about, you know, what they can be doing. Yeah. Like, you know, people look at, okay, well, what is in a reflection? Like, what That's is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, how do I do this, man? You know? Yes. And, and I think the more we can kind of push out now, I know a lot of people are starting to push, you know, their online training programs, yeah. physical stuff, man, but there needs to be more stuff on on meditation and there's got to be more breathing exercises pushed out for people, you know, even like positive reinforcements like these messages as well. Yeah, yeah 100%. So, and that's what I mean because I feel like now that a lot of people are doing, because back in the days, We've been, there's a lot of information that's been put out there in terms of mental health, but the thing about it is that the issue is that people weren't really actually there, people weren't really doing anything. Mm-hmm. And as a result of us now continuing to push the information out there, yeah. people now self isolated and be like, okay, let me actually act on this information. Yeah. We're going to see sometimes an improvement, which is what I, I would hope mm-hmm. as a result. I would yeah. encourage routine for people, like, mm-hmm. that, like, especially, I think, you know, in these times of self quarantine and isolation, you know, people might just be going through the motions, living on autopilot, man. Yeah, just, yeah so right. just like trying to get through, like looking for the future, as we spoke about, <laughs> yeah. man. Like the need for wanting more and like trying to to get through a time period without actually living in it. You know, yeah. like they're just waiting for this next, uh, you know, period of like I know, for instance, people that have been quarantined from traveling overseas and stuff. And, you know, a lot of them struggled in the first couple of days. That's natural. Yes. But now I've, I've seen, you know, a few people um, put out positive, you know, reinforcements to people like posts, you know, and actually giving them detailed description of what their routine is and, mm. you know, whether it's, you know, just getting up movement and, you know, setting alarm like normal, like getting up, you know, movement is medicine, you know, yeah. at some point. And, um I think that'd be very important for people, you know, like still give yourself a schedule and a routine yeah. and get up and, and go go ahead with it, yeah. you know, like, yeah. So essential. So, 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 so. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that it's it's huge because it's. I just. I really just believe that. I really just believe that in this point, it is so easy for people to become stuck. Yeah. And to really fall into that victim mode. Yeah. Because it's not just your self isolating. Unemployment rate has gone up to 13%. Mm. Like, there's going to be a lot of people that aren't just staying at home, working from home, waiting yeah. for shit to get better. Some people are just fucked and yeah. happened. Yeah, man. So, like, it's exactly. going to be very, very difficult for them yeah. to be able to overcome that. So, I think it's going to, yeah, it needs to be active, conscious action. I actually feel like a an overall lockdown might be the best thing it was even if it was just for a few weeks a month like i don't see how closing down businesses and having people roaming the streets is gonna be a good thing like mm. right now we are not being forced inside okay yeah. so right now we've just been told of the closures mm. of non-essential businesses yeah. so people are gonna be out you know and they're gonna be roaming and i think this could open up to some areas of you know yeah so i kind of feel like it, it might be inevitable for us in a week's time that we're actually all enforced into this lockdown self-quarantine rule um that many other countries have been you know attempting to do now but um i think it's because um i guess the obviously we know the concept of why they're doing what they yeah. like you know you know i mean just call it flatten the curve yeah yeah um but yeah i think that if we if we do go that way, I'm not I'm not sure if it's. I think it's what's the most effective. Yeah. However, I think that there's also you've got to weigh up what's the most restrictive as well. Mm. I don't think that it's also always the best to be the most restrictive because you look at China. Yeah. The reason why China thinks like that, they just said you leave your house, you die. They get that. That's how it works. Yeah. Like, Boys, I did add a month of quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> So I think it's interesting. I think Australia's at a point where they could be super aggressive with it. Yeah. But I don't know if they will, and I don't know how Australians will react as well. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Time. Yeah. Well, man, they just suspended the NRL, so. <laughs> I think, um, even the EPO, you know, they, they start putting up the, you know, classic minis, like, all oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this! Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, one thing I'm considering, if, um, if it does go down that way, I'll, I'll definitely go on social media detox, man. Mm-hmm. Like, just, even, it doesn't have to be for long, but just a week, something to freshen up, man. Yeah. Like, just to really, you know, I, I just think, you know, we won't have a better time if, if we've got no work on. Mm. I mean, it might be different for you boys. You work predominantly online stuff, you know, with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for me, you know, like a lot of my stuff is physical. And I mean, like, yeah, I can continue to push out some meditation stuff. I'll probably do that pre recording stuff anyway and get that out. Yeah. But then just give myself a break mm. and, and just go on that full social detox social media detox and just shut off for a bit, man. I think that is, there, there is a very powerful, you know, uh, tool we can do, uh, we can do in terms of, um, you know, just giving ourselves a freshen up from 
in that whole digital world. Yeah. I yeah. think that's really important, especially in this time now, because in social media, there's a lot of like, you're seeing yourself being fed all like the fear, the scarcity, yeah. people are reacting, and you're like, oh shit, there's so much things to worry about right now. I'm yeah. scared. Should I be scared? Like, even I was thinking, you know, I was back in the days, then I was like, oh, not back in the days, last week. <laughs> Yeah. And I were like, oh, should we eat into this whole hoarding and like start buying all these like toilet paper rolls and all that stuff? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not now. I'm not now. I can't buy anything anymore. This is so funny. Because yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine, man, my, a friend of mine, Brenton, we'll have an, uh, we had one or two drinks at uh, the local restaurant last week and we were like getting the, the fit, like the reports that were going into lockdown last week and whatever. Anyway, we're like, because we've had a couple of drinks, we just like <laughs> racially just go to the supermarket and start shopping. Yeah. Anyway, we're on the way. We got alcohol. Anyway, we're on the way home. Like, we're all this stuff home. We're just looking at each other and just go, I can't believe we just fell for that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it does. Yeah. 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 Crazy, that was fun. That yeah, yeah, was, it, you know, I, I had a really good time chatting. I think that there's a lot of good stuff that's going to be there. Um, might have to split it because it was a really long one. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, honestly, man, just pick up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice.